said on the fourth Sunday of Easter, the first Sunday of May. Wow, it's hard to believe. Normally we'll be gathering together to share uh, in Holy Communion, and I pray that uh, in the spirit of that thought that Christ's presence be with you all uh, during this time, as I'm sure that uh, God is with you every day in Christ is through you through the Holy Presence of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and that we all are getting through uh, this difficult time. Uh, know that many are venturing out, and uh, I hope that everyone is being careful and being wise and taking care of yourself and thinking about others and um, doing the best you can not to uh, spread um, the virus anymore to people, even though we may be asymptomatic, we could be carriers. And we also want to uh, understand that there are folks that are in need of working and uh, slowly uh, returning uh, to work and returning to church. We probably, uh, our bishop wants us to wait till uh, in June and um, we're not exactly sure of what the days hold ahead, but we do know who holds those days and who holds our life. I want to read to you from our gospel lesson today uh, from uh, the 10th uh, chapter of St. John, the Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ according to St. John. Very truly, I tell you, Anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and the bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of the stranger. Jesus used his figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. The wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So 
there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Again, the Jews were divided because of these words. Many of them were saying, He has a demon and is out of his mind. Well, listen to him. Others were saying, These are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I've read a lot about shepherds through the year, sheep. And sheep have always been portrayed as really dumb animals, and in many ways they are, I suppose. Uh, they need a good shepherd. They need to, they'll wander around and they'll graze in one place for a long time until it's all gone and then they have to uh, graze. And then shepherds uh, in the era of Jesus and in that time, and even now, really have to uh, be careful with the sheep because they are susceptible to uh, wolves and other uh, predators. And so, but I want us to think uh, about sheep a little differently today. Those sheep that have heard the voice of Jesus, the good shepherd, to guide them. The, she, the, the shepherd that is the gate and that will open up the gate. And the sheep will find a way to play, which is a way to uh, find a new life, a way to find a new direction. You see, we humans, we are always looking in this thing that we call life for contentment and happiness. There are those that uh, I understand that uh, uh, in one country, the the motto is uh, the uh, just finding happiness, the gross product rather, is to find human happiness. And we, as Americans, we, in the pursuit of happiness, uh, we, we were founded upon and we believe that is to be right. And we as Christians are looking for happiness. We find people to come in, uh, they do come in, and they always find us or reach out to us to help them out of their difficult times. And so here we are as a bunch of sheep uh, in this pandemic and outside of the walls. And we're a bit afraid, but I read something from Lori Wagner that uh, just kind of spoke to me uh, that what Jesus gives us the gift of freedom. But do we dare to grasp it by the tail and create a new way or new ways to do life. Just like we've been trying to find new ways to do church. And she says, God gives us the gift of freedom in Jesus, not to inhibit us into following blindly and mindlessly, but God gives us the gift of freedom in Jesus because he will open the doors and the gates for us when we feel shut in. He will lead the way to open fields and clean waters. And when our lives have become rancid and stagnant, he helps us discover things to eat, 
when our food for living has run dry. He gives us courage to stand against the common foe and to face it head on. He girds us up and keeps us strong when we need to walk into dangerous situations and to deal with unknown assailants. He calls us by name so he can guide us into new pastures when the old ones become barren and stale. Jesus gives us the freedom of life. It is God's Spirit's breathed through us and through our relationship with Jesus that gives us that playful, creative, resilient spirit that will always energize us anew and renew us in every situation. She goes on to say, to be a sheep is not to be complacent or stupid or aimless or helpless. To be a sheep is to be inquisitive, resilient, brave, and exploratory. To be a sheep is to seek out companionship and community, to take advantage of the freedom and protection that God offers us in order to walk in a new and dangerous place, to come face to face with our enemies, to romp in grassy meadows, drink freelies of the waters, and to dare enter into the gate that leads to life, to follow the voice of Jesus in the wild and woolly places, because we trust him. We trust that love, life, and play dwell securely in the future. One could say that Psalm 23, which I'll read to you in just a moment, one of the most beloved Psalms of all time, it's not just comforting, but it's beautiful words, but it's a song of daring and courage and of freedom and of joy, of bravery in the face of danger, of victory in life. And the gospel of John goes on, it says the same, no matter how trapped we feel, fenced in or surrounded by wolves or unseen by viral assailants, no matter how confused or we feel or worry about the future, no matter the threats that lurk outside our walls, when we hear the voice of Jesus, we know a door has been opened and we have a free invitation to enter in or enter out to exit our lot rooms and barren pastures and to go through the gates of life into freedom, into new and lush pastures and possibilities, a future filled with good and freedom and new life. Jesus offers us freedom. I just love the way she put that uh, in words, Laura Wagner. I, I love that thought that we're not just sheep wandering aimlessly, but the psalm that we love so much, the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, I don't want for anything. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, new pastures. He leads me beside still waters that doesn't frighten me. He restores my soul. He leads me in the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. The valley of death, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they're comfort to me. You prepare a table before me in the, 
in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. And the best part yet, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Dwell in God's house forever. The right food. Jesus is the gate. He's the way, the truth, the life. Yeah, we're kind of stupid sometimes and we look for love in all the wrong places and we look for security sometimes where it can't be found. We lock ourselves into relationships. We lock ourselves into jobs and careers. And then comes something horrible, those things that just shake our world like we've been shaking over the past few months. And we look with uncertainty to the future and we're trying to creep out of the, uh, you know, out of the safe place and beyond the walls and to see what's out there. Both figuratively and literally, we're doing that. And we wonder what's going on and what will be the end and how will our lives be changed? What will be our new normal? I hear that all the time. What will be the new normal? We get a little scratchy throat. We get a cough. We get a runny nose. We get a tummy ache. We start being fearful. I mean, I bet every one of you have done that. I know I have. And we think, well, is it my allergies or, or, or something happened or, or whatever? How close should I get to anyone? Should I go to the store? Uh, on and on. And so we're thinking now how we're going to get back together as a community of faith. And uh, I like the idea. I look at all the many, many uh, views that we have on uh, Facebook and on uh, YouTube from these messages. And they're far more than we've reached uh, in, in message uh, within our little small congregation, but we need to come back together so we can celebrate Holy Communion, so we can fellowship with each other. And so we're going to find a new way to play. We're going to find a new uh, way to minister. We're going to find new ways to uh, communicate with each other and to fellowship and to show our love. And we've been doing that, and we're going to continue to do that. And Jesus is setting us free, he gives us the freedom not to uh, inhibit us into following blindly and mindlessly, as the writer says. But God gives us the gift of freedom. He'll open the doors and the gates when we feel shut in. It's kind of like finding a new playground. You remember that as a kid? Or a lot of folks like to go to amusement parks. I, I have friends that love to go to Six Flags and they get season passes or they're always going to the beach or they're always doing this and just finding new places to play. You know, I, I'm kind of not the kind that goes to amusement parks and all that, but when I do go, I have a good time. I'll get on uh, the roller coasters and all, almost all of them. And it's kind of like being set free or you even can get out on a, go on a walk, go on a ride and just see things you haven't even noticed before opening the Bible, opening your devotions, thinking about what God has given us. You start 
realizing that family is important when you don't see family. That your brothers and sisters in Christ, or your church family, your other community of faith, whatever your community is, uh, if it's a community of faith or if it's some other community that you're involved with and and your family and all of those uh, people that mean so much to you, your uh, kin, how do we all find ways to enjoy each other's company and to commune with each other in God? Jesus says, I've got a brand new pasture for you. We worry, we fret, we fear. I'm not taking light of those who have lost jobs or right now are struggling financially. And I pray that those uh, things will change soon and continue to change and we can help each other out. Uh, as I've all reminded you to try to remember to give your gifts to the church. But if you're struggling financially, just do what you can. And, and, we're not wanting to put pressure on anyone to do anything, but we want to help each other and we want to be there for each other. And I enjoy calling you and uh, people calling or sending texts or uh, emails or what have you so we can all commune because we're part of this great big family and there's someone that's at the gate. We who call ourselves Christians, we follow Jesus and he meets our needs and he feeds us and he guides us and we drink and he's with us forever. And then one day we'll be with him forever. That's a great thought, isn't it? So as we say, I believe in God, the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. The third day rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And from there he will come and judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Eternal and gracious God, thank you so much for loving us and caring for us for being the good shepherd, for giving us, not just to be quarantined always into some pasture till it runs out dry, but you give us new places to play and new food to eat and new water to drink and new life to live. And you give us the hope of a new day and a hope of a new tomorrow. And while we need you to guard us and guide us and keep us and uh, lead us in the right ways, Lord, through all of these dangers and and even in the darkest hours, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. We pray for all those who are suffering, those who are on the front lines. We pray for those in leadership and government. We pray for those scientists and researchers and those that are caring for so many right now. And 
being responders, those that have given their life, we pray perpetual light upon them throughout eternity. And we pray that you would comfort their loved ones. Oh, Lord Jesus, we ask you to help us as a community of faith, at Faith United Methodist Church, Valley Hill Road, Riverdale, Georgia, that we will all care for each other until we could come back again and care for each other more. And others will come and join us, if not uh, in that building, but will keep us. I, I'm going to do my best to keep these messages out there and that we'll all be able to communicate with each other. Lord, be with those on our prayer list, those that are dear to us. Pray especially for my good friend, Dorothy Welch, Dr. Dorothy Welch. God, touch her and raise her up. And I see so many that that have lost folks. I've, I've lost three family members in the last couple of weeks, and we're not even sure they had a, other situations, other illnesses, but we don't know if, if it was connected, distant cousins. And I pray that you would be with all of the family and comfort them and others who have been touched by loss, those that are feeling lonely, those that feel confined. If you can't go outside and play in the new pastor, do it in your mind, do it in your spirit. Be set free in your spirit of knowing that Jesus Christ is with you, that the Father, the God of creation, the God who who does the impossible things. I don't know how it's all done and, and how we're here, but I know that there's some something higher than we are and that, that I believe in his son, Jesus, that comes to us in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Presence that abides within us and we feast at his table. And I pray that spiritually you will feast on his presence. Feast on his presence in the word and and table through the Holy Spirit. God's just as much with you there as any other place. So Lord, we thank you for all your goodness. For we ask in the name of the Good Shepherd, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Again, I remind you, as you see on the screen, that if you need to send your offerings, we pray that you will do that. We're also, May is the Wesley Woods uh, offering uh, for the Mother's Day. If you want to earmark that, uh, send it to the treasurer. Uh, the, the address is there on your screen. If you can't give now, we certainly understand. The widow's might, the effort, the prayers, all of those things are so important, calling people checking on each other, sharing these messages with them. We can do a lot of things with giving our time. And we pray that everyone is being taken care of physically and financially. And we pray that we will continue to be faithful and do what we can with what we have. 
I pray that you enjoy the music today from Gail Ayers, our pianist, and she's got two. To God be the glory, great things he's done, but also Savior like a shepherd leaders. Truly his name is wonderful. He guides us like a shepherd. And to him be all the glory for all that he has done. As you go your way through this week, go in peace, go in love, knowing that the Good Shepherd is with you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank mm -hmm. you.